lowering interest rates. Cannot stop the sharp drop in economic activity caused by closures and other forms of social distancing. When the world changes, know what to do. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with none other than Jarrett the Man <laughs> McKenzie. Jarrett yeah. Man Kenzie. Can I just call you that? <laughs> hey, that works. Say you whatever, know, huh? Whatever you need, whatever you makes you feel good. All right. Uh, I also have on the line Casey Smith. Casey, you there? I'm here. I I'm thought here. for a second you hesitated a little bit. Uh, you woke up. him up. He dozed yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Trying to catch a nap between segments, you guys. You guys <laughs> yeah. Me. Oh, sorry to bore you. Huh? Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was a pretty good <laughs> show, but he's, hey, yeah. Been home with the kids all day, man. They were, they'll wear you out. Is that what I it know is? As well, as well he only sure. has two, Jared. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a piece of cake. He don't uh, have like twelve. Jared could do two kids with his arms <laughs> tied behind his back. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't he think so. He can watch a full football game with two kids. I mean. Mm, yeah. No. No. Yeah. The five have worn me down enough. I'm, I'm nowhere near. Well, not was not the two. man you used to yeah, be. Exactly. All right. Well, yeah. um, all right. So uh, we got a situation where Todd, who's 41, divorced, um, you know, makes W-2 income. I, you know, he's got some rental income as well, interest and dividends. He says, I've got 25 or 30 years before I'll get to use my retirement fund. So I'm going to uh, I'm in a good position since I've been saving both to my 401k and Roth IRA. Um since my mid twenties, uh, number one, congratulations! I mean, that's yeah. that's a feat. You're ahead of the pack. Uh, increasing contributions every year, he says. I I feel like I can withstand some volatility, so I guess uh, I have a higher risk tolerance than most. Uh, probably so, if you're talking like yeah, that. And a nice time horizon. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I'd like to really take advantage of the economic environment and the new presidential administration in 2021. I was thinking uh, some green energy plays and maybe something uh, to take advantage of the Biden's plan to stimulate municipalities. Uh, How much of my total portfolio should be allocated to such positions? Uh, What kind of companies should I be looking for? And what are your thoughts on a Biden-friendly portfolio? Well, I'll take the last question first, since that is kind of my forte. Sure. He's already looking in the right direction. I think most people are thinking that uh, green energy is going to be benefited. Um, and if stimulation gets passed, I don't, you know, the early stimulation, the one they're talking about currently, the $900 billion, is is not earmarked. It's more for the individual consumer. Uh, but there has been lots of talk about giving some stimulus to municipalities. Uh, mm-hmm. especially some of those who, you know, were already struggling before the pandemic, things like, um, you know, Cook County, Illinois, uh, mm-hmm. city of Chicago comes to mind, um, New York, some cities in California have been struggling. Uh, you would think all three of those places are high taxed areas. Yeah. What in the world? Why are you having issues? Number one, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe the spending is the problem. Yeah, could uh, be. So that's the end of my political commentary for the moment. Mm-hmm. I make no promises whether or not it returns. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, there there is some some stimulus talk, and maybe uh, companies that that provide infrastructure, maybe a Caterpillar or somebody like that, could potentially be a good stock as a, a Biden portfolio mm-hmm. uh, esg seems to be more of a um, not so much a cyclical or presidential theme 
but it does seem that uh, many young investors are looking more these days toward investing for environment, yeah, uh, social, you know, social and governance, the ESG mm-hmm. type portfolios. Um, but uh, well, I, me, I think the biggest thing is he's talking about should he play around with his portfolio? Well, I was I was having a similar conversation with a client recently about this, and and just wondering what your thoughts were, uh, just about because really when you're looking at something like a you know Biden friendly portfolio as as Todd is here, we've had clients ask us about that. Are there certain things you guys are looking at for or under the new administration? And you know my answer to them has been for the most part. We really utilize more of a bottom-up approach than right. we do sort of the top-down, which is what this would be considered, because we want to start with what we know to be the healthiest of healthy companies. Right. And then, you know, that, it's not to say that these kind of things shouldn't be considered as far as the administration or other macroeconomic issues, but before you ever get to that point, I really think it has to start more from a bottom-up. I mean, would you say, have you ever looked at anything that says a top-down approach performs better over time than a bottom-up? Uh, do you know... Well, you know, there's what's usually made of the the best approaches to investing is the allocation. But, mm-hmm. you know, what we generally tend to do is look at valuation, profitability and growth. Yep. Uh, not necessarily in that order, but valuation is a is a major point, especially right now. As we've already talked, you know, we've got we've got a market that's pretty dang expensive right now in most instances so um you know i think that's probably one of the most most important pieces but so guys we were talking about a situation where todd who's 41 has been saving like a champ i mean guy started in his mid-20s uh saved kind of in a diversified way 401k and a roth ira so he's got taxable mm-hmm. uh issues in the future but the Roth you know he's already paid the tax on he won't have that so he's diversified Mm -hmm. his tax situation a bit for the future at 41 you normally don't come across that usually Mm -hmm. it's somebody in their 50s or 60s and you know they stop and think oh wait when I turn 72 I'm gonna have to be forced to take my money out of my 401k or my traditional IRA and oh yeah, it's taxable, and I got no way to get around it. Mm-hmm. And you, you know. probably had a lot higher rate at that point than you were when you were in your 20s and 30s, and uh, tax rate that is. So you know you're better off contributing to the Roth early on, not only because you can eventually get over the phase out to even be eligible to contribute, but also right. it makes more sense to pay the, the tax early on. Uh, since it probably won't be as high, assuming that tax rates don't change. Yeah. Uh, so Todd's been pretty smart. Yeah. Done a great job up to this point. Um. And he's wanting to know how much should he allocate to a tactical move. So he's wanting to get in a portfolio that might benefit him uh, during the Biden administration. And we've already talked about, you know, green energy seems to be a positive for uh, for um, Biden's focus. Uh, might have more regulation, especially taxation. Uh, mm-hmm. He's talked about that specifically. Um and and also maybe giving some money to some municipalities so you know if they can give a bailout to um governments uh that's that's been discussed uh, sure. pretty pretty lengthy discussions there um but let's talk a little about how much what what portion of your portfolio should you use for for a tactical allocation and by the way when we talk about tactical you would assume that this is something that you can be 
pretty fleet of foot. You can make mm-hmm. moves quickly, uh, get in something when it looks attractive, get out when the right. attractiveness fades. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, it, it you are increasing your risk when you start investing this way. Sure. Uh, so, you know, if you're not real risky at all, you might not mm-hmm. want to try it. Um, yeah, that's a big factor here. Right, but, you know, it, it is something that even we at Hensler Financial do with a portion of portfolio. So, you mm-hmm. know, if things look a little bit too frothy, we'll take a little risk off the table, and that's a tactical move as well because the market can continue going on. Right. Um, you know, while you're sitting in the, you know, while, while your ship is in the harbor, so <laughs> to speak. Um, and then just the opposite, you know, you, you uh, step out there, looking to get risky and, and things fall apart, mm-hmm. go against you. The thing you got to really be careful of is not getting too anchored to uh, what you thought was going to happen and continue to believe that, oh, yeah, well, it didn't happen today, but it's going to. And right. I'm only down 20 percent. But, you yeah. know, when it gets back to 20 percent, I'm going to I'm going to cash out and just just be even mm-hmm. that when people yeah, start talking about that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Just to remember that that not to try to time the market with these decisions necessarily. I mean, if you're making kind of a longer term decision and you're, you think for instance, right now, when we're in a situation where the PE is, what'd you say it was? 29, 29, yeah. the S and P and historical average is 16. And I mean, you know, taking a, a, some risk off the table probably makes sense with a portion of the portfolio, but you certainly don't want to make, you know, this decision with a hundred percent or even, 50% probably of, of what you've got invested um, to, you know, while we do think that valuations are high uh, or if you think that one segment of the economy is going to outperform another, you may be right over the long run, but the timing of that is, is very hard. if not impossible to predict. So mm-hmm. making s- small allocation decisions to a tactical position is, is, is okay. And that's probably not a bad thing if you know, know what you're doing, but um, to try to do that with a more than you know 10 to 20 percent of your portfolio is probably uh, not the wisest decision. Right. Yeah. It really all does come down to that risk. I mean, that's kind of the, the catalyst here for what is appropriate for you and what's not. I mean, I think to Casey's point, it is part of a broader, well diversified portfolio. It's just a matter of how much do you do you want to get? You know, because it it shouldn't be your entire portfolio and there, there, there needs to be a balance there. It just depends on how risky would you want to get? I mean, in, in our models, what's well, the let's highest? look at, look at like energy, for instance, which is by far and away, we talked about it earlier, the, the worst performing sector of the economy right now. Right. Um, but if you think about, and actually Troy, one of your, your research guys kind of gave me this explanation and it made so much sense after he told me it, uh, about it. And it, if you think about the inputs of all of the other industries, you know, look at like Amazon, for instance, one of their major inputs is energy. Right. <laughs> um, they have to, you know, keep the lights in the warehouses on and the, the, uh, uh, the trucks on the road and everything like that. And if energy costs go up, then their bottom line is going to be impacted potentially pretty strongly by the rise in energy costs. Whereas the energy sector would benefit from that. Sure. So that's a, just a, a great example of diversification coming into play where you've got one segment of the economy that's probably going to take a hit if energy prices go up, another segment of the economy or your portfolio that would benefit from those energy prices going up. And so you're, you're 
kind of smoothing out your returns in the long run. Um, and I think that's a good way to look at it. Is, yeah, that's is a good point. Using yeah. it as a as a hedge almost. Yeah. Well, you know, if it if it comes down to materials or chemicals or many of the inputs, just as you said, I, not even just the overhead, but uh, some of the inputs, you know, in, in cost of goods sold for cor- corporations are are petroleum based. So uh, anytime uh, energy increases, uh, when we're talking about crude oil, uh, you're going to see some winners and some losers, and and the winners are almost all in the energy sector. And when you're talking about uh, oil prices at around what mid 40s uh mm-hmm. much better than it was six months ago but at the same time still uh well below what seems to be an equilibrium price probably closer to 65 70 uh dollars a barrel on oil in fact um you know just a couple of weeks ago uh goldman sachs came out and was talking about a 50 percent increase to 65 bucks a barrel or approximately 50% increase in 2021 alone. So if uh, demand does come back, then, um, wow. you know, like they're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, do you think energy companies are going to not benefit from yeah, this? Really, I mean, when you think about it in conjunction with a potential ban on fracking and things like that that could come right. into play, I mean, it's just going to drive it up even more potentially. Yeah, yeah, so. no doubt. Yeah, uh, and the green energy play as a Biden-friendly portfolio is definitely something to consider. But, I mean, you got to think that the Exxon Mobiles and the Chevrons and the, these big players in the energy industry are going to participate in some of that green energy. I mean, they're heavily investing in those areas, too. So yep. they're not just going to sit on the sidelines and, and wait to be overrun by uh, as we pivot to a more clean energy uh, kind of economy. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, Casey. I don't, you know, back in May when uh, Royal Dutch cut their dividend, they didn't kill it, but they cut it by two thirds. Uh, that was the reason, so that they could invest more in uh, green energies. They want to be energy independent or zero uh, emissions. emissions by 2050. Probably a final point uh, talking about Todd and his. Uh, Ideas of tactical, obviously, we'd keep it relatively small, 5 to maybe 30%, and that's only if you're really a, a risk uh, risk taker, risk tolerant person. Um, the, uh, the other thing I would say is it's a little early. I think you're a bit early mm-hmm. getting in, trying to get in front of things. Um, we really haven't heard much from uh, the president-elect at this point. Uh, we did hear a lot during... Uh, during the lead up to the election since then it's been relatively quiet uh and i have a feeling that some of that might be just to wait and see what happens in georgia and whether or not they win the senate obviously if the senate goes to the republicans um you're probably just going to see gridlock and very uh minimal passage of of uh any major uh tax law Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some things that they can change with regulation without um, you know the Senate's approval, but uh, yeah, there'll be change, but nowhere near as significant as if there ends up being that blue wave like we've heard. You know, yeah. if, if if the Republicans lose those Senate seats, then now all bets are off, and you don't know. It, it could look drastically different, or or maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe yeah. it really still right. is just. I think you're right. It's it's premature at this point. You really need to see how things play out from here a little bit, anyways, to get an idea because. Right now, it's just very speculative. Yeah, right. No doubt. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice 
of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.